Hello and welcome into the WTOC Sports Podcast for an end zone edition of the podcast. I'm WTOC Sports Director Lindsey Goff. You know him. You probably love him. Our WTOC digital anchor, Jake Wallace, as well. Jake, it's another Friday night. Yeah, and it's good to have high school football back. I think that was the big takeaway for me last week is being there, seeing games happen, seeing games count, kids getting to play. There was a crowd. It was it was fun to see high school football back in southeast Georgia in the low country. It was definitely fun. Um, and we had a good slate last week. Let's start off, give a shout-out to Country Day. They were our Play of the Week winners, which you announced for us on Monday. Yeah, and got a good win. Did the Hornets over Bullock Academy 34-14. John Mooring's first win as the Country Day head coach. Um they look like a good offense. You've got a bunch of really good athletes over there, senior quarterback and Barry Klein, Peter. So uh, the Hornets, I thought, put a put a a good showing on the field last week. Tonight they go to ECI. That'll be a, a tougher test. A Bulldog team that's always tough coming off a win at home last week over Savannah Christian. So interested to see how it goes tonight um, for both those squads over in Twin City. Uh, any other games that you were impressed with or have thoughts on from last week? Well, I think the the team that impressed me the most, I thought, was Calvary Day and just the way yeah. that they played um, against a team that came in with a lot of hype. And I think everybody around the state knew that this Prince Avenue Christian team was not going to be the same that won the state title last year. But in it's term- still a good team. Absolutely. We can't knock this win. Absolutely. But but you lose the, the top quarterback in the state, right. you know, and you lose 2,000-yard receivers like they did. You knew it was going to be – not the same team, but I was just impressed with Calvary, and you see how much young talent they've accumulated mm-hmm. and developed over there on um, on on 63rd in, in Midtown Savannah. And Mark Stroud's got a really good team. I mean, you've got Jake Merklinger running the show at quarterback, and he had a really good game. But then you look across on that defense, and you see a bunch of guys who have who are only sophomores or juniors, mm-hmm. and they've played a lot of football. And then they get, you know, Donovan Johnson, the freshman running back. He scored a touchdown. And there's not a lot of freshman high school football players that play running back that look the way he does <laughs> at this point. This Calvary team, to me, they look like they are on the up and up. And they might be there sooner than we ever thought. Yeah, definitely a statement win for Calvary. I think I was impressed with Jenkins. Their new look under head coach Tony Welch came out with a 55 nothing uh, statement win. Uh, coming out strong, New Hampstead looked really good against a good Windsor Forest team last week in that win. And then another team, they didn't play on Friday night, they played Saturday. I thought Statesboro looked really, really good against Wayne County. Uh, Wayne County came out, and I was like, oh, okay, this could get out of hand. And then Statesboro... You know, they went down one score, and then it was all Statesboro from the rest of the time out. So I thought that 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 was another good win. And something interesting that I hadn't thought about and I wanted to mention, head coach Jeff Kaiser after the game said that he was making a point to play like pretty much every player that they had in that game in case they lost players to COVID. That way everybody had game experience, which I thought was interesting. It's something I hadn't thought about, but – it's a good point. And, and that's a team that dealt with it last year, you know, yeah, on, exactly. on all fronts. And I, I wonder if you're going to start to see some of that some more. Um, you know, I wonder if you're going to see maybe some a few less JV games, a few less mm-hmm. C-team games yeah. as, as teams start to really 
you know preserve kinda, that depth. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the thing the thing that got me about Statesboro, and I saw you tweeted it out was was the the post game reaction from Jeff Kaiser, the head mm-hmm. coach, and and that's not rare. Those are just moments that we usually never see. They usually take mm-hmm. place in the locker room. But I thought it was really really cool to see because that's a program that has a proud history. The people in Statesboro love their football. They expect a lot of their Blue Devils. And that's that program has kind of fallen on some hard times lately. They have not been able to do, I think, what even they would have wanted to over the last few years. That's a Wayne County team that's young. I mean, we heard from mm-hmm. from head coach Ken Cribb last week that he's got a lot of youth on his team this year. But That's not a bad team by any means. All. That was a physical football game. Not at all. But I felt like that was the kind of win and the kind of game that Statesboro has been looking to win for a few mm-hmm. years. You got that sense, definitely. And you could just, all, not relief, but just kind of a, now you can see what we've been building mm-hmm. here. And that was kind of the, the vibe I got from just that little 20-second clip that you tweeted uh, of Jeff Kaiser's talking to his team. So I thought that was a, that, that stuck with me yeah. over the weekend, especially since it happened late Sunday or early Sunday morning. <laughs> Um, but that did stick with me over the week as kind of one of the lasting impressions from From week zero of of high school football. So moving into what is technically week one or our second week of games, Jake, let's start with our game of the week, Benedictine and Christopher Columbus High School out of Miami, Florida. This is going to be a great matchup tonight at Memorial Stadium. That one kicks off a little earlier than the rest at 6.30 tonight. Yeah, it's a, it's a Catholic school showcase game, um, Benedictine against Christopher Columbus High School out of Miami, Miami, Florida, proper Miami. Um, this Columbus team is is good, and and they're gonna they're gonna come in tonight expecting to win and, and to put on a show. Um, this is a program that won the state championship in Florida's highest classification two years ago. They were the Tri County champs in 2020 a very different kind of year they're five and oh last year yeah and so they're modified they had a modified schedule too right and so there was a lot of things that kind of got thrown into whack but basically what it is this is a really good team that plays big boy football in this let's call it the state of miami in the highest classification in the state of florida yeah florida's a football state so is georgia but i mean you got a lot of talent coming out of this is going to be a really good test for benedictine and we're going to see really how well the cadets can play. I don't. I don't mean that in thinking that I think Columbus is going to come in and blow out Benedictine right. tonight. I. I just Benedictine's a really good team as well, but this is a Columbus school that is, um, that that plays big boy football just like Benedictine does. It's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of fun tonight. Yeah, I mean they're the biggest private school in the state of Florida. Um, Max Preps lists them as the number four team in Florida Class Eight. A. Uh, Max Preps also has BC as the number four team in Georgia 4A, just for reference. And we know BC made it to the 4A semifinals last year. They want to build off of that. And what's interesting, well, first, they both have very good quarterbacks. Obviously, we know Holden Gurner, he threw for over 2,000 yards last season and 25 touchdowns. He's going to Auburn. But their quarterback, uh, Fernando Mendoza is his name. He's a Yale commit. It's an Ivy, but, you know, I mean, he's still going to play college ball. So that'll be an interesting matchup. But then BC averaged almost 40 points a game last year, 38.9. But my, or not Miami, uh, Christopher Columbus held their opponents to an average of just 6.71 points a game. 
Yeah, you, you talk about those quarterbacks. There's going to be a bunch of kids on both sides of the ball. With offers. Uh, yes. Yeah. This is going to be – you're going to look the at – who's who. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of kids playing college football that stand on the sidelines at Memorial Stadium tonight. And that's exciting, I think. Speaking that, of which, shout-out to Holden Sapp. He committed to uh, – not Auburn, Army this week. So, exciting for him. Yeah, Benedictine standout over there. So, I'm really looking forward to seeing how this game is going gonna, is gonna to play out. This is obviously the, the season opener – uh, for BC after their game last week got postponed, their game with Burke County. So um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I expect a good, lively crowd over at Memorial oh, yeah. Stadium for what should be a hard-fought game between two uber-talented teams. Absolutely. So you mentioned that uh, Benedictine didn't get to play what was supposed to be their opener against Burke County. They canceled their first or postponed their first two games due to a COVID outbreak over there. So I went to practice, uh, Benedictine's practice on Wednesday and talked to head coach Danny Britt. You know, they they wanted to have a game to ease into this one, kind of a warm-up. They didn't get that. So here's what he had to say about this matchup. Start of y'all season got delayed. Uh, how much are these guys itching to get out there this week? Haven't seen everybody play last week. Yeah, definitely they're ready to play. Tired of, of going against each other. Try to do it just doing fundamentals over and over again. They're ready to actually play somebody else and see where we're at. And I, I can understand completely. Obviously, this isn't a local team. Uh, what kind of challenge are they going to present for you guys? Extremely well coached team. Uh, great talent. A lot of lot of guys with big time offers and. Uh, so uh, we know they're going to be really good, and that's why we're playing them, and, and we'll be able to see where we're at. Is this kind of one of those you either win or you learn kind of games? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I guess that's always the case. You're either winning or learning. But, um, uh, you know, definitely they're going to be good enough to expose where we're not very good at, and you know, and, and, and that's a good thing because we'll get better from it. Where do you feel like you guys match up well? You know, I think we have a lot of, a lot of, you know, we're a good football team too. Um, obviously, we've got some skilled players that are as good as anybody in the country. We've got a quarterback who can can really spin it, and you know, uh, I think our defense is going to be greatly improved. So, I mean, I think we're going to match up well. Uh, but they have, you know, a lot of really good players as well. How focused have they been this week headed into Friday night? Extremely focused, and uh, they're excited. Uh, they're excited about the season in general, but they're excited about this team. They know it's a big-time uh, team coming in, and, and they know everybody's excited to see it. Obviously, when you scheduled this game, you were hoping to have a game before that. Does, does that impact anything, kind of going into this one without – I guess, a game to really test yourselves? Definitely. Definitely. It, 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 the first game's always going to be different. Uh, there, there's things that you're, you've done. You've done it full speed, but not really uh, against, you know, equal talent. And um, so, you know, it is different. I wish we had that first game, but unfortunately it, it didn't work out. And, and honestly, Christopher Columbus hadn't had a first game either. So, you know, they're going to be in the same boat. What did you guys do last Friday night? Did you guys take in some other games? Was it... Did you try to keep it like a normal game week and do some kind of walkthrough? What was last week like for you guys? No, we brought them in because what we realized is that became our off week. We we got 10 weeks straight, so we had to, you know, rethink real fast and, and you know, give them a day off last week so that they could go get their hair cut, which is very important here, and they could go, you know, go see a teacher, go do some extra work, I hope, you know, some school work. And then uh, Friday we brought them in real early. We conditioned, we fed them breakfast, and then and, and let them go after school that day so that they could, uh, you know, could kind of have a semblance of an off week. And, and no, I, I, I went to Athens to see my daughter, so uh, <laughs> I didn't go check out any games. Gotcha. Anything else you want to add or want to say? No, just uh, excited. Hope everybody can get out there and, and, and see us play.
So that one, Benedictine and Christopher Columbus out of Miami, Florida, kicking off at Memorial Stadium Friday night tonight, 6.30 at Memorial Stadium. But, Jake, that's not the only game we're watching. No, I'm, I'm looking forward to another one just kind of across town in Savannah over at Garden City Stadium, Jenkins and Beach, and two kind of old-school Savannah rivals with a new twist on this series in 2021. Two first-year coaches for their respective programs, Tony Welch, at Jenkins, Michael Thompson at Beach, and these two have a history together. They are close. They call themselves family. They helped build that program at Memorial Day that's won six GISA state championships under head coach Michael Thompson. Tony Welch was there before Thompson, left to go to Savannah High and then off to Claxton, and now they're going to be standing across from one another tonight in Garden City. I spoke with Tony Welch for our coach speak segment on the end zone pregame uh, that you can see on the WTOC app or our Facebook page. And, and he said, you know, it's going to be fun because they know each other so well and, and they, they root for each other when they're not playing against each other. And so <laughs> I think it's going to be fun. The way it always see, goes. Yeah. I think it's going to be fun to see Jenkins obviously got off to a good start. You mentioned yeah. earlier last, uh, last week, 55, nothing, over Groves, but th- these are two teams that that they play each other. These kids know each other. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun to see tonight with kind of the the coaching battle and taking those Savannah the main matchups are always fun because you mentioned these kids do know each other. So those are always fun games as well. Beach opening their season tonight. They didn't play last week. Um, they're two and five last year. Obviously, they want to improve on that. So uh, that's one that I'm heading out to. We'll have highlights during the end zone tonight, starting at eleven fifteen. Jake, a game you're going to Effingham County and Beaufort. Yeah, across state showdown once again for the Eagles. They took down a yeah. uh, much shorthanded Richmond Hill squad last week, twenty eight to eight. But that's no you know discount to the Eagles what the Eagles accomplished uh head coach Bryce Lebrand's got that program going the right direction tonight they're going to try to uh go 2 and 0 against the state of Georgia to start the year traveling to Springfield to take on Effingham County the Eagles going to look to spoil the debut of John Ford the new head coach at Effingham County the former head coach at Roswell and Buford looking to get his tenure in Springfield off to a good start with a team in Effingham County that's got some talent uh, you look at a guy like Keon Wallace, who, you know, they're going to get the ball to him a lot because they should, because he's an, a very talented uh, young man. But I, I'm interested to see kind of how Buford um, can play an encore to what they did last week against right. Richmond Hill. Obviously, the Wildcats had more than 50 players out due to contact tracing, and so um, that was not the the Richmond Hill squad you'll likely see at the end of the year, but that doesn't take anything away from Buford. The, right, the they want to know. The Eagles went out and did what they were supposed to do, and I think if they can go out tonight and, and win against an Effingham County squad, that'd be two wins over 6A schools in the state of Georgia, and that's nothing to shake a stick at, and, and Buford continues to kind of play anyone, you know, anybody, anywhere. And that's a good mindset when you're trying to build a program like they are over in Buford. By the way, they've got BC next week. So the three weeks in a row with Georgia schools are trying to build some kind of interstate rivalry, it would seem like. Yeah, I think I think it's going to do really well for, for Buford. Regardless of the result of any of these three games, um, I think you're going to see a team that mm-hmm. comes out of it a lot better and yeah. with a pretty good understanding of who they are. And with probably, you know, I don't want to say no fear, but – Playing those kinds of teams right. and 
in situations like that where there's a lot of eyes on you that can only do good things for you as you approach the state playoffs. And we hit on this last week, too. John Ford was one of the guys that was hired earlier and has got to spend a little more time, more than just the summer, with his Effingham County squad. So you have to think that that extra time with the team will benefit them when it comes to learning the new playbook and just the schemes and just being comfortable. So uh, definitely one to look out for. Jake's going to that one, so we'll have that one at 11 as well. Another game that Dow Kennedy's going to head to, Metter and South Effingham. Metter opened up with a win over Swainsboro last week. They're 1-0. South Effingham also opening their season. They had a rough go last year. Um, so, you know, I, I think this is a good matchup. Yeah, South Better Effingham, punching up. Yeah, South Effingham head coach Nathan Clark told me last year that, that his team was so young, and we saw that mm-hmm. um, in a lot of their games last year. And, and you think about the talent they had in his first year. And, he was an SEC uh, running back. Yeah, <laughs> and, and a lot of guys that had played a lot of football. Austin Blasky was on that team anchoring the offensive line. He's now in Athens competing for playing time. So it's hard to replace those kinds of guys. And they they took some lumps last year, including against this Metter team who went into – to Guyton and, and, you know, handed it to the Mustangs pretty good. That was one of our early game of the weeks last yeah, season. Yeah, I remember that. This Metter team rallied past Swainsboro. You know, they were they had a fumble recovery, did the Tiger, did the Swainsboro Tigers and put them up, I believe, two scores before Metter rallied yeah. back. This was actually my first game back last year. I do remember this. To, <laughs> yeah, Metter takes the lead on Swainsboro and holds it into the, um, in, into the final 31-20, but – uh, this is a, an interesting game again because I think we're going to see more. We're going to learn some more about Metter, who was so good defensively last season, and their offense was was good too. You wonder, you know, are they going to be able to balance that out a little more? It felt mm-hmm. like so many times that defense carried them, and the the offense, you know, did enough and and did what they needed to do. But can can they take that next step? Because going to the state semifinals which is great, they found out against Irwin County just kind of where they were in, mm-hmm. in the matter of Class A football in the state. Can they take that next step, elevate themselves to get to the level of an Irwin, of a Brooks County, of, of some of those teams that are regularly competing for state championships? Because that's where Rodney Garvin and Metter want to be. This is a good test, another chance to find out how much further they've come this year than they did last year. Well, this is how you challenge yourself. You play a bigger school. Another game that uh, we're sending a photojournalist to, uh, New Hampstead and Johnson at Island Stadium. Uh, Johnson played last Thursday, opened up with a loss to a Skiza team, Augusta Christian, on the road. Uh, they did come back in that game. They lost 28-21, but they rallied back there towards the end. New Hampstead beat Windsor Forest last week, 41-12. to So those two matching up tonight on the island. And you saw New Hampstead. Last week. Correct? Right, yeah. right. They looked good. I mean, it was just all around solid football. Offense, defense, like, they made not a lot of mistakes, which you see uh, in the early weeks. You'll see a lot of penalties and just small mistakes as teams kind of iron out the kinks and shake out the jitters. They didn't have a lot of that, which, granted, I was there. I got there right, right before halftime. So, they played a half of football, but they looked really good. Yeah, and, and that win, even I think, even more impressive now after – Windsor Forest took down Islands last mm-hmm. night. And you saw that from the Knights, and then Johnson. How do they bounce back from disappointment? Right. right. H- how do the How do the Adam Smashers? They were hoping that this was a year that they can could 
you know, build, build on what they had done, take mm-hmm. another step, get themselves back into kind of the upper echelon of, of Chatham County schools football. And there's still plenty of time to do that. An opening, <laughs> an opening season loss, a non-region loss. Yes, it was to Augusta Christian, a Skiza school. and, and But you, they showed fight, which I well, like. Exactly, exactly. There's a lot that can still be done by this Adam Smasher team. And so the, the question is, is now how do you bounce back from that disappointment? And New Hampstead, as you mentioned, didn't make a lot of mistakes, took advantage of a lot of um, situations they put themselves in against Windsor Forest last week. This is not the team that you want to go into still feeling the wounds or the disappointment of the season opening loss eight days ago. Which they've had some extra time, so hopefully that benefits the Adam Smashers. Hopefully we've got a good game out on Whitmarsh Island tonight. Uh, Savannah also opening their season over at Daffin Park against the Georgia School for Innovation and Classics, who played three games last season. They were 0-3. Um, I believe that was their first season of football they had ever played. So, um, what do we call them, Jake? G sick? Is that what you told me? We'll call them G sick. Okay. And I, think, I think Savannah Savannah High is hoping to call them the first win on their twenty twenty one schedule. They're looking for their first win. Uh, they were one and six last year. G sick looking for their first win. I think ever. Um, so, so that's kind of a compelling matchup. Just we don't know a lot about them. Yeah, and Michael Moore had told us a couple of weeks ago he was happy with kind of some of the where the Savannah High program was going. The numbers were developing. They've got a lot of excitement mm-hmm. over on campus as that on-campus stadium should be finished here in the next few weeks. And the Blue Jackets I'm told, will, around October. will debut on, you know, play a home game for the first time in a long time yeah. uh, over there. A true so, home game. Yeah, so there's a lot of excitement, and, and it's just – Wins, wins help build programs more than just about anything. I think coaches right. will tell you that more than anything is if you're struggling to get kids out, if you're struggling to keep kids, when you win games, you got to get them excited. The numbers suddenly, I don't want to say manifest, but but kids start kind of flocking to the program. You want to be a part of that, exactly. Yeah, and so get a couple wins under your belt, and and we'll see what happens. But there's there's some excitement over it at the high. And, and a win tonight um, for Michael Moore's team would, would do good for, for the Blue Jackets. Yeah, and I think they need to open up with a win here at home against, you know, like a, a lesser opponent, it would seem like. I think a win's going to be big tonight. Another, so I want to s- switch over into the private schools for a second, a, a matchup I find interesting. St. Andrews and Bethesda. So St. Andrews has a new look this year. They've got a new head coach, Blake Henry. He's from Virginia, actually a Wake Forest football alum. Uh, And then you've got Bethesda, who is trying to replace their star quarterback, Antoine McKay, from last year. He's now playing at Shorter University, probably one of their better players, I would venture to say, in school history. I haven't been here that long, but, man, was he fun to watch for those years that I did get to see him. Um some some interesting things, Jake, about this game. Or yeah, this game. So St. Andrews has they said last year they had nineteen players. They're up to twenty eight this year. They've only got eighty boys in the school. So that's pretty good. You mentioned growing programs. They've got that going for them. But what's interesting, I mentioned Bethesda wanting to replace quarterback Antoine McKay. They're replacing him with a former offensive lineman. Love it. Love it. And this is an old school rivalry game. This is, you know, Oh, this is going to happen yeah. over on, on Whitmarsh Island tonight. And these two programs will be there as well, by the way. Go a long way back. And, and this is always a, a circled game on both of their calendars. And so you know it's going to be fun. You know they're ready to play each other. And you kind of add in the new elements of, of a new look 
Lions program, a Blazers team that's kind of looking to reload after mm-hmm. a number of years of being towards the top of the standings and competing for state championships and having players like Antoine McKay. So it'll be really cool to see kind of the next chapters for both of these programs, and they start it tonight at Whitmarsh Island in, a, in an old-school Savannah rivalry game. So, yeah, quarterback uh, Tristan Randall has played offensive line, which, by the way, their offensive line, Coach Turner says, is averaging 260 up front this year. <laughs> he said that's where the bulk of their experience is on uh, the defensive line, the offensive line. A lot of their skill players are young. Uh, Tristan's a sophomore, but he's played middle linebacker and tight end also, so kind of their Swiss Army knife. So what he's telling the Lions is if you're going to come with pressure, you're going to have to bring it to get them on the ground. (laughs) So uh, we we talked to them. The one Bethesda Blazers, we are very, very excited this year. We graduated some great seniors on last year, uh, Antoine McKay, Carlton Brown, and, and Ivan Gooden, and those guys are all off in college now and playing, and so we're very excited about them. Uh, so we have some voice to fill. We have some young guys that are stepping in this year uh, in some very, very critical positions, critical roles, uh, but we're going to be led by our offensive line, defensive line, and I believe that's football is played up front, you know, uh, and if you have the guys up front, great things can happen. So uh, though we're young and inexperienced in some positions, we are very experienced in the positions that we believe can help us to move the football, also defend as well. So uh, it's going to be a great year for us. We're very excited to kick off this, uh, this 2021 uh, year. And uh, we have a, a quarterback this year in Tristan Randall, uh, who have also been an offensive lineman before. So when you have that sort of uh, he, a guy that's been in the trenches, you know, the guys love him. They want to block for him. They want to take care of him. Uh, but he's a jack of all trades. He's our middle linebacker. Uh, he's played tight end for us. And uh, this year, uh, at the end of the year, we've had to transition him to quarterback. And so he'll be the guy that, uh, that you'll see on Friday nights that's leading the Army. So we're very excited about the year. We're excited to kick off the year. And uh, we're excited for every moment. Not often you see somebody play that many positions. How did you wind up transitioning into quarterback? And what's the process been like? Well, Coach, he uh, saw it from an early time. So he, he saw that I had potential at quarterback, so he took me in early in the morning, 6 o'clock, we were in the gym working, trying to get my craft right. Uh, and it's, I mean, I'm, I'm a smart person, so I already understood the offense, so knowing the plays wasn't too hard, but just getting everything down, that's really been the only issue. I mean, just transitioning, I mean, it's not too hard, but I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Jake, something else we're dealing with this week, and uh, we dealt with it last week. We've got even more games postponed and cancels, canceled this week. Here's the list we've got so far, which we knew this one in advance, Richmond Hill at Burke County. Um, we touched on that with BC. Uh, that one's rescheduled, though, for 9-10. Liberty County Bradwell Institute, that rivalry game, we were all kind of looking forward to that one. Uh, no date yet for that one. Hopefully they get that one rescheduled. Uh, the Ridgeland Hardyville football team is in quarantine. Their game's postponed. Canceled Groves at Josie, Toombs County versus Tattanaw County, Jeff Davis, Atkinson County, JP2 in Orangeburg Prep, and Whale Branch at Bowman. Yeah, and unfortunately this is kind of the nature of high school football in unfortunately in 2021 we, we were hoping it wouldn't be but we're we're very much here and so you know obviously the your hope is that everybody stays healthy that everybody mm-hmm. comes out of it doing better than you know not go not having you know a, a really bad 
bout with COVID-19. Right. Obviously, health and, and safety is most important, and it's high school football we're talking about. Of course, health and safety is the most important thing here, but I think it makes you kind of just not take any of the games for granted. The mm, games that you, that you do get to play, the games that you do get to see, to appreciate them, to, you know, the old cliche, play every play like it's your last. But as a fan, to not take for granted that, you know, these games are always going to be there. We don't know what the schedule is. We don't know, you know, every yep. every game is kind of. They all matter. It, it, and they're all kind of on a day-to-day basis, right? Like that's Absolutely. the kind of the old cliche is that we're all really on a day-to-day basis no matter what in life. But these games kind of are as well. And so when you get a chance to, to check them out, when you get a chance to watch them, when you get a chance to talk about them, uh, we can't take it for granted in, in this season. And we just got to hope the the best and health and safety for everybody, and let's enjoy the games that we do have. And we kind of touched on this. Uh, last night at Memorial Stadium, Thursday night, Windsor Forest and Islands play. This is game two for Windsor Forest, game one for Islands of their season. Islands came out early. They were out to a 9 nothing lead, uh, and Windsor Forest just kind of forced their way back into that. And um, – they, they were playing, they were both playing some different players. I believe they both had a few out due to contact tracing and things like that. Um, but they, they both looked good. Windsor Forest looked really good, Jake. Yeah, 20, 20 unanswered points is is not, you know, anything to to shake a stick at. That's a, that's a really good showing by the Knights, especially coming off kind of that mm-hmm. blowout loss to, to New Hampshire. In a short week. A week ago, yeah, Jeb Stewart got his team refocused, recalibrated, and and went out and picked up a big win for a Windsor Forest team. You know, that was one of those games that was really highly sought after last year. Remember, it was kind of mm-hmm. end of the year. The city yeah, championship was on the line. It was a defensive slugfest between two really good defensive teams. Um, and Windsor Forest won that one as well. And um, that that could be a really good win this year for, for Windsor Forest in terms so. of kind of getting – back on track of where they hoped they would be in 2021. I think Island's trying to figure out their new identity without Jaden Adams, who's competing at Savannah State, by the way, for playing time at quarterback. So uh, Windsor Forest 1-1, one one. Island starts out 0-1, and, and we'll see them again next week. Um, on Saturday, we got another Saturday game, this time over in South Carolina at the Tank May River. Uh, opens up, versus, or they don't open up, it's game two for them. Plays Hartsville on Saturday at 7.30. Yeah, May River, a 34-33 win over Orangeburg-Wilkinson, one of the better games of last week to open the season. The Sharks are always tough to beat at home. Uh, Rodney Summers has got a a talented team, a well-coached team over there at May River. You know they're always going to compete, and I thought last week was a really good showing for the Sharks on a game that was, you know, put back at home after some extenuating circumstances over at Orangeburg-Wilkinson, and... You know, just it's the first week of the year. Mm-hmm. You're, you don't really know what your team's going to be. And, and to go out and win a close win like that uh, can do really good things, I think, for a team's momentum. Yep, definitely. So I'll be out there for that one on Saturday night. Um, Jake, any parting thoughts? Let's enjoy some football tonight because football is back. We are Now it's week one. <laughs> it's week two, but we're going to call well, it week one. Well, it is week one. one, week zero, week one, whatever. It's week yeah. It's, it's another week of high school football. <laughs> the second week. You know, it's we're, we're getting into it. We've got some great matchups on the schedule this week. Really looking forward to getting out there, getting on the sidelines, and, and seeing what happens in what should be a really interesting week of high school football. 
Send us scores. Send us schedule updates. If you guys have games getting postponed or cancels, canceled, we want to know. Jake, they can stream you at 3 o'clock on Fridays. Correct, on the WTOC app on your phone or on your streaming devices. Also, we'll put it on the WTOC Facebook page right at 3 o'clock. You can go back and watch it after it airs. But the end zone pregame, 3 o'clock on the WTOC app. How can they follow you on social media, Jake? I am, yourself? Yeah, I am at WTOC Jake on Twitter and, I'm, and Instagram, and then I'm WTOC Jake on Facebook. Make sure you follow Dow Kennedy as well. Twitter, I'm at LG on TV. Facebook, I'm just Lindsey Goff. You can type in L Goff WTOC. It'll come up. Um, we do an Instagram takeover on Friday nights as well at WTOC 11. So make sure you're following along on every platform for all your high school football coverage. Uh, that'll do us for this Friday. We'll talk to you. I'll talk to you. Jake won't. I'll talk to you again on Monday. Jake will be wa- back. If I could speak, Jake will be back with us on Friday for another end zone podcast. Jake, thanks as always, and we'll see you guys on the sidelines. See y'all tonight. Lindsay Goff here again. Just a note, moments after Jake and I recorded our podcast today, a statement was sent out from Savannah Chatham County Public School System, and here's what it said. Jenkins and Beach game has been canceled. I'm going to read you their statement that they posted online. It says, SCCPSS considers the health and well-being of our students, teachers, and staff to be of the utmost importance and is committed to keeping you informed of evolving health conditions under the COVID-19 pandemic. As a result of identified COVID cases that have the potential for transmission among game participants, the Beach versus Jenkins football game for August 27, 2021 has been canceled. SCCPSS is committed to taking the steps that mitigate the potential for additional COVID-19 transmissions in our community. Once again, this evening's Beach versus Jenkins football game, previously scheduled on August 27, 2021, has been canceled. Staff are working to determine the possibility of rescheduling that game. I'll be live during the news at 6, so we'll keep you updated on this situation, and if we hear of a rescheduled date, we will pass that along as well. Thank you, everyone, for listening, subscribing, and downloading. And um, you can leave us a review if you feel obligated. We appreciate it, and we will talk to you soon.